Hello, world. And welcome to the next episode of the Expect to Win Podcast. Again, I am your host, Lamar Thomas. I have uh, Dr. Gerald Williams, who is the Director of Career Opportunities for Valdosta State University. He's also the Head Senior Pastor Bishop of Serenity, <laughs> Serenity <laughs> Church. Uh, but he has so many titles, I'm not even going to try to get all those titles in. So I'm going to let Dr. Gerald Williams pretty much introduce himself. So say hello to the world. Hey, world. How you doing? Just want to thank you for having this time to uh, share some thoughts and what little wisdom I have. Thomas here. <laughs> uh, I feel humbled to be uh, on, on this podcast right here. So uh, we're going to see how it go. But I'm just excited just to be able to share this time with my brother. Oh, man. Listen, I, I know this is going to be great, man. And, and um, anytime I can get great people in uh, to, to share some knowledge and wisdom, I already know that it's going to be great. Um, but I didn't need mention about the books. How many books have you written now? You can get putting the S on there. I got one. <laughs> and it took forever to get that one. They ain't, ain't going to stay at that one. Uh, yeah, I got one book um, called um, Getting Past Your Soul. It basically, it's a story for any person that serves in a secondary leadership position. You know, we got a lot of folks. A lot of books I did that that talk to folks who sit in first chair leadership position, but sometimes that that man or that woman that's sitting at number two spot get looked over, man. And so it just um, birthed out of my experience as a second chair leader and just some wisdom just help folks get out of uh, that's that's leading in some negative situations that we don't really talk about, um, both in the church and in the secular arena. So yeah, man, I I would love to hear probably more about that. Just somebody um, waiting. You know, being, yeah. being looked over, yeah. um, and how how your mindset have to be to mm-hmm. to stay on your grind because there's a lot of people um, that you know once they get looked over they kind of go backwards they, yeah. they they stop grinding they stop mm-hmm. working um, you know so what what kind of is that in the book that that you oh have? that's all it's it's all it's all in the book and I, well I think it starts at um, even this morning I walking in and talking to my team. You know, you know, you come in for the weekend and you hit on Monday. So how was your weekend? How was your day? This, that, and the other. You know, folk have a tendency to be like, oh, it was good. It was bad. It was this. I stopped, I stopped saying that a long time ago. Um, when someone asked me how my day is going, I say, well, you know, it, it was productive. I think at the end of the day, uh, if we get up every day and just try to be productive, have a list of things we're trying to accomplish, it doesn't matter whether you have a good or bad day. Because at the end of the day, sometimes you can't control you know, how your day going to go. But one thing you can control is what you put your energy to what you put your effort into. And at the end of the day, you can sit down and check 10 or 15 boxes. doesn't matter how your day went. You can say, you know, I was productive today. I moved closer to my goal, closer to what I'm trying to accomplish. And I think that the more that we can focus on, you know, hey, to sound bland about it, you know, how was the outcome of my day? Was I productive today? Then to some degree, it doesn't matter whether you had a good or bad day. We want to strive for a good day, but that's a mindset sometimes. And other times that's affected by people. You know, but I don't care what goes on. If someone around me on my team around me having a bad day, I'm still checking my boxes. You know, regardless how I feel about it, I can still say I had a productive day, then move on to the next. And I always take pride in the work that was accomplished in that day. And so just those that small thing, just putting just stuff in, in perspective. Was I productive? Did I meet what goals I set for myself right. um, in the course of the day? Well, do you think that leadership um, because I, I know that you're in a leadership role and you've always been in a leadership role ever mm-hmm. since I've known you, um, you know, even back in student government. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. so do you think that leadership is a uh, natural ability that some people just have it? Or do you think that some people could get your book and read other books and kind of develop oh. and learn how to become that, that leader? 
there's some books out there. Yeah, you can get my book. <laughs> Amazon is and all that. And here it is. I think uh, leaders are born, and but there's some skills that have been developed. I think the key, my thing, like I'm an introverted person. My my challenge is for all my introverted folk out there. Uh, I'm an introverted person that spends most of his time in extroverted scenarios, you know. Right. And so, oftentimes, my what who I am naturally, you know, which is very quiet, very reserved, rather be in the back of the room, um, is not who you see on a regular basis. And so, when you start talking about so is uh, leadership natural or developed? It, I think it is very much developed. I think we all have deficiencies. And as you try to develop our leadership um, ability, whether it's public speaking or just being comfortable in groups, I'm 43 years old, been in leadership half my life. I still have to put in my mind the challenge of when I'm at a conference. All right, Gerald, walk in the room, go and shake two people's hand and introduce yourself because I have to force myself to to be comfortable in large crowds. I'm not comfortable in large crowds. I hate crowds, but I love people. Right. Better one on one. So we start talking about that leadership development. You have to first identify what your strengths are and work that. Um, like I, said, I serve as a pastor, and you know that's a very extroverted call. And most times, you know, I don't like being bothered. You right. know, so uh, <laughs> well we have for the pull on you, but just understanding that you know you have to develop the skills that you have and be cognizant of those blind spots that you have and just own those things. You know, when I deal with other leaders, I let them know I'm not good at this. I can walk in a room and walk past five folks and not say anything just because I can get in my head sometimes. But to be cognizant, you know what? I need to go back. I need to make sure I go ask some folks how, how they were doing. And so um, definitely you have you have to read books. You have to you have to always be reading about just leadership development. But more importantly, be around people who lead and observe. All right. Both bad and good. Most of most of my leadership, I can say I learned from watching folks who were not the best leaders and learn what not to do in certain situations. I've had very few positive you know leaders in my in my career and so you got to you have to have both of those because you can then develop your own type of style your own type of sense but always rooted in who you are right i i, I agree i think that um i do think that it's some natural ability though you yeah, know like absolutely. some people may have a, a better like you said, like you don't really want to be bothered, but your mm-hmm. writing skills, the, exactly. the organization of it yes. is a strength for you. And you just recognize mm-hmm. that your people skills is what you got to work, work on. on. Um, and I think I'm the opposite. So I think mm-hmm. my people skills yeah, are yeah, absolutely. great. But then sitting down, being organized, mm-hmm. writing all this stuff down, absolutely. that part, I know that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. So I have to always remind myself um, to sit down and, and do that. And just even in my my field, you know, mm-hmm. just education. So yeah, I, oh. I would love to be out with the kids, with mm-hmm. the parents, not sitting down in the meetings, doing yeah. the paperwork and the registrations <laughs> and all that. So, you know, so you, you have to kind of. But it works together. Yes. That's the, it, 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 work, it works together. And when yes. you can get around folks that's your opposite in certain places and not feel jealous or envious or feel insecure. That's like you feel insecure. Right. In your giftings, you know, that, that synergy work, works together as well. Right. And I think that that's 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 uh that's a major key to it. Yeah. Man, it and it's all about the power of mind too. I mean, I just mm. think that your your mindset controls so much mm. of what you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, your mindset controls so much of the possibilities, yeah. you know, that, that you have before you and those people, I would say leaders that mm-hmm. have a mindset to not give up yeah. tend to find a you know find that ladder to get mm-hmm. them a little higher yeah and i know you you see that in in two different fields i know mm-hmm. you have the church and you have your professional here at school yeah um you know that there's 
certain people, you could see them and just say, okay, yeah, you know, I the way they think, the way they they move, mm-hmm. they they gonna end up climbing up this this, this chart. Um, now you also now what do you actually do with the the career opportunities? So explain that. What do you do? Here at my job, I mean, I'm, I'm very much a person that believes um, that, you know, uh, I've, I've been lucky to have a career that has involved at the core helping people, particularly I'm not for the past five, six years. I've been over the career center at um, Idaho State University. And I think about it. At the end of the day, everybody want a job for the most part. Right. Everybody want to everybody want to make That's the money. whole point. That's the whole point. I right. mean, you get, you know, here it is, across the, across the spectrum. Uh, like I say, you know, sometimes my ministry and work collide. Like I say, you know, I got a congregation, you know, that most of them are underemployed or unemployed, you know, right. well, to be able to take those skills and help them in there. But at the end of the day, my job here and I have a great team to help folk find not just a job, but who they are as an individual, you know, to discover what their strength and all that talent is so they can be effective um, in what they do on a job and have a, have a career. And at the end of the day, like I said, I tell parents that come in and say, what you, what you send your kids to school for? Get a degree. No, you're not. You're sending him to get a job because they get a degree and come home. <laughs> do we have a problem with that? Right. And so, but every everyone has um, that mindset to find something to do with their life. And so that's what I do every day. Now, watch this now. I have a staff for about seven and um, GAs and all that, and they work with students. My skill set has been in, been in this office and doing the plan and making strategic plan, all that stuff like that right. to make it all work, but to help, help students and people find what they want to do in life and hopefully and find that find a way to help other people. Right. Um, and it's, it's not just about a job application. It's about discovering who you are as an individual. That's when you see the light go off right. um, with certain things. All, all the help folk discover who they are because mama told them for years, you got the head of a doctor. You get here, you got a 2.0 GPA, can't pass biology and you struggling, <laughs> right. but it had a conversation of, listen, do you want to be a doctor or do you just want to work in the medical field? Because you can get you a job cleaning utensils that the surgeon used making $7,000 a year. Right. So having those kind of songs, you know, I really want to be a doctor, but if I can be in the medical field, the financial field, then you can be an art major and work in the medical industry or the business industry. So having those type right. of conversations, there's many ways to get to where you want to get. And hey, did you, because like I was terrible in math, you right. know, but hey, I can still be in a field based on the strengths of the interests that I have. Right. And that's what rubber his role for our center here. It's not just about getting a job. Now I'm, I know that's pretty tough, just because I'm, you know, I'm I'm in the the high school, so I'm mm. right before they get to you. Yeah. And I know it's some of these kids that have no clue mm. of what they really want to do. And we try. I'm not even gonna say we don't try, but I know that the high school we try. You know, we do the the interest the interest test mm-hmm. and the aptitude test mm-hmm. and all that. Um, but it still is different, you know, yeah. just because I'm real and I, I definitely like being real with my kids. I changed my major when I got here, yep. you know, and, you know, I, hey, I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden when you got in it, it's like, no, nah, we ain't going to do that. So yeah. um, just being transparent though, what what is something just somebody may be listening mm. um, that still may be either working a job that they don't like yeah. or, you know, what what is something that we could use that could possibly help? somebody to make sure that hey you are going in the direction that that your heart wants you to go into yeah. well i think i think on that like you know here it is it it, it 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 depends on how you take it like even though i enjoy my career here at vsu this just fo- this just funds what i really want to do which is to be in the community which is to you know do other things and not for problems stuff that i have going on and so when i come to work i don't enjoy working with my people at the end of the day this just funds what I really want to do. 
Um, and uh, but even in that case, let's say you're already on a trajectory. A lot of folks we can have minds. Well, I'm thirty. I'm, I'm getting older. You're never too late to make a career change. You're right. never too late to make a career change. And what, what I often have found, especially when I'm, I'm counseling like dudes that've been in career for 15, 20 years, we discount some of the experiences that we have. I even seen us been able to do another job. For example, I just dealing with the student. She said, "Oh, I don't do anything. I work at a call center, and um, I work at a fast food joint." That was all that was on her resume. I'm like, well, no, that fast food joint is customer service. Do you deal with any type of money or that's, that's budgeting and finance? You know, you're on the cost and what do you do? You cost conflict resolution. And so what we, you, some folks have to really sit down with somebody and say, no, let's really look at what you do because the truth of the matter, we take for granted what we do from day to day because to us it's easy to come natural. But the fact of the matter is what's easy for you is a skill that's needed for somebody else. So the first step is to be honest with yourself and be like, is this just something that's just easy and I'm taking for granted or is this something that I can transfer to someone else? So we have to look at folks and we have to have some transferable skills. And just really just marketing yourself um, in a way, marketing yourself in a way that, that looks like where you want to go. And we, we undercut ourselves so often with that. I've been doing 15 years, but no, you picked up some stuff right. and doing that. Right. Just put it in the right place. Choose the right type of resume. Right. You know, if you if you forty years old, you were working a job for fifteen years, and your resume still like the look like the job you had, and you that's probably not the right resume for you not marketing yourself appropriately. Right. Because a lot of it just come down to just those nuts and bows type things. But I, I, the thing that I picked up on that the most is that it's never too late. It's it's not. It's it's never too late. It is and, never and, too late. And you could always like like you said use something that mm-hmm. experiences. It's hard to take away experience. To, to catapult and, and do something else. Um, I had another guest, Patrick Phillips, on, and we end up talking about what's in your garage. Um, <laughs> you know, and you have to listen to it, check it out. But okay. he was just saying that, like, the, the, the owner, the creator of Amazon, you I, know, it started in his, his garage. garage. I was watching this documentary last night. It started in yes. his garage. And it's like, all right, what, what do you have in your garage? Mm-hmm. So, yes, you may have worked in this field for you know, 15 years, but you have something in your garage that's really what you yeah. want to do, but you're afraid to step out there and, and do it. You keep telling yourself what you can't do instead of pursuing that dream. The beautiful thing about where we are now in this society will work. A perfect example. My son likes Paw Patrol. He be watching them YouTube videos. Oh, it's folk making millions of dollars playing with toys for kids on YouTube. You don't even have to have a certain amount of, a lot of stuff if you have the idea and the commitment to do something. And that's the wonderful thing about this. And I, so some of it's generational. Now, I'm gener- I'm not old, but I'm young. I'm going to come to my nine to five. But that mindset of, you know what, I got my nine to five, but I'm going to put these videos up on YouTube and make a million dollars, but that takes the effort. So the, so the beautiful thing, like I love that what's in your garage, there's stuff that's in your house, idea that you have, something you can do that you can do and generate revenue. And I be, I just be blowing my mind, I say, if I don't know, I went to college, got all these daughter degrees, I, mean, I could have just shot some YouTube videos, some Facebook posts, and been, and been making, making money. True. And the fact of the matter is you have people that have less capacity, ability, and talent that's doing more simply because they could they found I love that they found it was in their garage and and they they committed and they consistent and do it every day all the time man and there's so many people out that that just get that hurdle and 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 I'm sure because I've seen those little videos mm-hmm. and you know and I'm very judgmental of them yeah, too yeah, so yeah, you yeah, like right. is this uh, it he got like, 1.2 million clicks what is up with what this is, <laughs> listen what is this but I'm sure that in the process of creating that video. You know, they had doubts. You know, mm-hmm. they thought at first people wasn't going to watch it. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, 
it caught fire. Um, you know, like well, you said, go ahead. The perfect example, like I said, I, I, the, the book I wrote, I'm not trying to push the book. I, I wrote the book. I had, I would, I served a senior leader for 20 years. Um, and for five, 10 years, it was, it was good. I was young, you know, but as time went on, that relationship turned very toxic. Um, and I was going through these experiences and it wasn't until that relationship severed that I started hanging around with other folk and realizing that it wasn't just me going through this. And so, but I always just kind of feel like, whatever, that ain't nothing, that ain't nothing. But the more and more I traveled going with other folks that, that wasn't, that I wasn't used to running with, I'm like, wait a minute, all these folks having the issues. And so I put a book, I just I put a book together, took me forever to write it because I type slow. <laughs> um, and it's been doing, I don't push it or anything like that, but I say that to say this, again, going back to that thing of, never discount the experience that you're go, going through because you never know who's suffering in silence and they're just waiting for someone to be like, hey, I've been through that. And that has been the greatest revelation about just doing doing the book is that folks, oh, I, I've been going through this, going through like, wow. And then it gets that, here it is, it validates me, or it will validate validate if you pursue what it is to know that, you know what, I wasn't I wasn't crazy. Right. You know, it wasn't just me. You know, there were other folks that going through. That's why I say it's important that people tell their story. It's right. important that people pursue that, no matter how crazy it may seem, because it's somebody out there that's kind of like, I'm just waiting for someone to start that spark. Right. Tell your story. Tell your story. There's always a message in the mess. I know you. Listen now, you can have have three points in a poem now. You're going to be at Serenity on Sunday. Uh, There's always a message there. So don't don't be afraid to to tell that. Um, You know, and and that's who I am as a person. So I'm never afraid to tell my young people, you know, the way I was raised Mm -hmm. and the the hardships and the things that Mm -hmm. I went through to get to where I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, I give them that choice mm-hmm. to say that you could do it too. So yeah. it don't matter what what your circumstances are, you could choose to be different. Absolutely. Um, so now my next question, though. So you work in a lot of different different fields, but how do you motivate that grown person? Not the college student. You know, oh. College student, they kind of they know they're trying to head somewhere, but the seven eight people that you saying that's on your team here, mm-hmm. um, you know, because now you can help like me and some mm-hmm. other leaders that we have staff mm-hmm. um that sometimes get a little you know get a little gray yeah um so what what kind of techniques do you use in the church and here that, that keep those people motivated well at the end of the day it, it, the final common denominator is the same whether you're college high school old young i, I always make a point say what is it what is it that you you think you what is it that you need do you have a clear understanding and what you need okay where you are are you now in life um, because you know, I was having with an with older gentleman. You know, he was frustrated. Then I said, I said, well, you know, that's what you wanted 15 years ago. You 55, but that question, you know, well, yeah, you know, I'm frustrated over something. I really don't even want them, and I even really I've turned the curve. Um, and so I always find out what does that need? What what is it that you need? Um, and where is it that you're trying to go? Now I know that sounds very plain, but hey, you'd be surprised at folks that don't know. They said simply have not given any thought to really what's next. They right. got their goal, they got there, and they're kind of just going, going through life. So, number one, what do you need? Where do you want to go? And then to ask yourself the critical questions. So, okay, what's keeping you from that? And being honest with yourself. You know, when I was talking, I said, well, I don't have the education. Well, what you want to do, you don't need an education for. You just need a phone and a camera and a light and go in and, and, do, and do your thing. So, it always starts around. That. I know we, in college, you know, we talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, right. That never changes. Everyone has a need. Everyone has a place they want to go. And then also to recognize, are you in the place where you are fine? Because at the end of the day, there are some folk that 
they're fine. My wife, for example, she when we first got married 11 years ago, she said she wanted to be a mama and a teacher. That was her life goal. So what is she doing now? She a mama and a teacher. And right. she is fine with life. You know, right. and so you gotta also balance the expectation that everybody trying to go to the next level. Everybody ain't trying to go to the next level. They're just trying to find peace on the level that they're wrong. Right. And it's fine, you know. You know, uh, if you just want to be the, I think Martin Luther King had a wonderful thing. If you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper that you can be, so the heaven host will have the pause and say, "Here lies the great street sweeper who swept their job well." This thing of this notion that we're trying to be great, big and better, just be the best at what you're doing and what you're comfortable in doing. Find significance in what you, where you feel you're called to do. Stop, don't compare yourself to someone else. But you know, but that need doesn't change. 25, 35, 45, 55, it just change. And here it is. The area in which you desire the growth may change. Right. You know, I'm 44. Honestly, I'm all about my family. You know, my, before probably like three years ago, I was career, career, career. I'm going all these things. Right now, I'm like, mm, you want to go to this conference? Mm, go take me from my family? Mm. My family is important to me. So success for me is family. Right. And so just knowing what success looks like for each individual makes a, makes a big difference. Cool. Do you, do you get um, often uh, with the adults saying, you know, I don't get paid enough to do that. You know, selling themselves short, trying to put some type of monetary tag on mm -hmm. on work when they're Always. really separate. You know, because your character should be worth way more than than that. But you know, if I said if you got high character, you could never pay me enough to do all the things that I'm doing. Absolutely. Um, but you know, you get a lot of grown people for mm -hmm. some reason they just want to materialize everything. Like you have to give me this in order for me to do that. that yeah. Um, well, that's that's the run I live in. You know, I'm going to do to make this. And you know that's why I remember go back, go back to that thing about what, what success looks like. To, what does success look like for you? Um, well, and you ask somebody at college, how, what's real money? They be like, they can't share. I can't share. There's too much of a program. They be like, well, good money to me, you know, is forty thousand dollars. I'd be like, oh, well, you don't got to spend $80,000 for a VSU degree. You need to go down to Wildgrass, get you a two-year <laughs> trade, and make you that money. And so, you know, some of that thing is just, no, let's realign really what you think, think money is and what money can afford. But what I found a lot of, and one thing that really blessed my life is when I discovered the term net worth. Uh, and that thing, uh, when I do work with um, older individuals, I say, let me see, let me, let me see where you spend your money. And you find out 80% of the time is, oh, you make enough money, you just throw your money away. Right. And so that becomes a thing of, you know, no, you you make enough money to do what you have to do, just you don't manage your finances right. There's that financial literacy component. So as I go back to the conversation of, okay, so now that you know that you can have this and have this and have this and not be stressed about having to make more money, now what does success look like for you? Right. Like, you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't have a Benz and a Mercedes all that year, then you probably need to go back to school, like hit the lottery, or you got to do that. But let's first be real with where you are. Because if you got good, you know, you got good credit, and you got a consistent pay, you balance your money, you can, you can more like, if you're making $30,000, you know, at least you can have some of those things. Um, but you got to just know really, you know, where, where you're putting your energies at, where you're putting your finances at, you know, looking at a, a Remember mine, I like, man, you must you need to buy stock in Walmart. If you spot too much stock in Walmart <laughs> that you spend in there, you can be rich. Right. Cause you spending a thousand dollars a month on Wal on Walmart. You can't man. even tell me what you what you bought. I just got to go walk around Walmart. And then I said, Oh, so it's not a money thing, it's a time management thing. You know, walking around Walmart, that's a culture thing, man. All of I us have our time. I know, but I'm <laughs> saying you walk around Walmart, you know, they, they had that they building set up to make you buy stuff. Correct. They said that AC right, they said that music right, them light right, so it's a trick. As soon as you go in there, you're going in for bar soap, you walk out with everything, about a new bathroom set. Everything. You know, but here it is, that thing goes too. Like, no, you need to manage your time. Stay out of Walmart. 
you know, uh, right. look, look at somebody. I'm like, look at you. You all, you know, you you out of you you uh, you in bad health. Spend that time walking the gym. Right. That that'll make your health better, and you will save you some money. If you gonna be tripping walking around Walmart, <laughs> and you can put five hundred dollars away and invest. That is that. So it's not. It's always just a job for this. Is let's look at the whole thing and see where we can we find those things. And then he he did. We put up one of for Sessa. Don't go. Let you I said, let your wife go. Did it for six months. He saved about eight thousand dollars. He didn't spend because he wasn't just walking around Walmart just to spend time. Wow. So it was time management and discipline. Not I need more money. Right. So you got to get to the root cause, which is in that case, your time management. Man, the sad thing is, some of us it we wait so late. You know, we we pass up so much time mm-hmm. um, getting to that that mature age that we realize that financial planning and time yeah. management and my financial literacy is important. Yeah. You know, and I wish someone would, I guess, in our culture, you know, mm-hmm. just you know, back then to help us as a 14, 15, 16 year old kid mm-hmm. learn how to start thinking about that. And I just think that we could create more wealth absolutely now uh, opposed to being 40 all yeah. of a sudden saying, all right, now I'm finna stop spending money on this stuff. Exactly. Um, and you know, I wish, but it's hard headed. You know, we were hard headed and kids now are hard headed. Um, they don't listen, you know, but yeah. we got to do what we can do and, and try the best. To, to you got to do what we can do. But notice earlier you mentioned the founder, uh, you mentioned Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, started on, on Bezos, who's the richest man in the world. I was watching this documentary. There was a point where his, the his, his, one point his stock sold at $400. When everything went down, it was setting at five. Imagine if when it fell, if we understood, if you could have bought you an Amazon stock for $5, Ooh. Man, you took a hundred dollars, it's probably back up to three, four, five hundred dollars, right? But no one teaches te- 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 us, particularly if you're a person of color, teaches us about stock stuff like that. And so that's why I think when we know, know, like I teach my son and daughter about stock, you know, I, right. I, things they understand, you know, we'll go to one of those, you know, don't think you can buy stock from, like, what you want to buy, baby? They, they understand Disneyland, right? They buy some Disney stuff, but those are the conversations that's where wealth is started. So we we hope no one talked to us about that because why culturally in a lot of a lot of cultures go to work, get a job, and that's kind of what it is. Retire. And retire. That's it. But now in this generation, no. Get your camera, get your phone, shoot some podcast, use some what's called it, become a millionaire. And if you want to go to college, you go. But that's the beauty, and that's not an age thing. That's anyone can do that. Right. Right. But we, we are in the microwave generation, though, so they want everything mm-hmm. right now. Right now. You know, we want to skip the work part. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know that that's, that's not, that's a false reality. It is. At some point, even though this YouTube video looks real simple. It looks simple. But I'm sure it took some some work. It took some, it, some taping. It, you know, I'm sure you didn't do it on the first take, even though it looked like it. But I'm sure it might have been a couple takes. It might have been a few things to, to, to get to that point. I will confess to you. When I started <laughs> launching my book, I got me a YouTube channel. I got all that YouTube stuff. And I could not make myself be consistent in doing video. Yeah. So even in that discipline of you think it's similar, you know, I say, you know what? I ain't doing a YouTube channel. <laughs> it's, you need to do more Facebook. Oh, I ain't doing You know, but that simple thing, that consistency to just shoot. <laughs> I, yeah. I spent all that money. I like, you know, well, this YouTube channel ain't gonna get off the ground like it is, you know. Yeah. But like I say, but it's that consistency and doing it, those small things, but that didn't that it wasn't for me. Wow. Man, I'm I'm gonna be keep my word on your time. I know your your time is precious and I came and interrupted your work day. Oh, I'm good, man. Uh, but I do want you to to finish um off with, with a good nugget, a good 
you know, something for that individual that possibly may be in that career rut, mm -hmm. not really sure if they're in the job that they want to be in or, or just trying to figure out what exactly they want to do. Um, with your experience and your expertise, kind of give give us a little knowledge on that that's possibly going to help somebody out that may be listening, mm -hmm. uh, maybe riding in the car or whatever, mm -hmm. um, that just help them get over this hurdle in the career field. Well, I was, this is the first thing I say, and this is one that's often overlooked, and everyone is not in the same situation. Um, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to deal with a, what is a lie. This is a lie. There are no jobs out there. And that's what will stop someone from looking at preparing themselves. There are jobs out there, but like I would say, when someone say, there's no job, there's no job, I'm looking for a job, there's no jobs out there. Where you been looking? I've been looking in Cairo, Georgia. Well, no, there are no jobs in Cairo, Georgia. You're absolutely right. But there are about 15, 38 jobs over here in debunk Idaho, right. you know, uh, in areas that we wouldn't think about. So what keeps, the fundamental thing, what keeps people from really being able to find that job or make that shift is fear. You have to be willing, if you're serious about wanting to have that career change, wanting to have that shift, you have to open up your possibilities. Now, we all, we constrain, we got family, so we understand that. But when someone says to me, young, oh, there's no jobs out there, I can go to any job and, and show them a two or three or four hundred jobs. And the question becomes, do you want this opportunity bad enough? Do you want to make the sacrifices now that's going to put you in a position later on? Well, I want to stay in Jacksonville. Well, you know what? You can do that, but you're not going to be able to do that. Make, make, we're not going to be able to make what you want to make and do that in Jacksonville now, but maybe going over here, California, you know, Kentucky, Virginia for four or five years, maybe that short-term sacrifice would allow that opportunity to come back and live the life you want to live in the place you want to live in. So number one, you got to get over that fear of getting out of your comfort zone. Again, it sounds corny. It sounds cliche, but it's just so true. The second thing is always be willing to learn and feel dumb. Get around people who are doing what you're doing. Find that time. You, you can't you cannot sacrifice you cannot sacrifice that time. There's some things I got I, trust me, I got degrees on degrees. I've learned my best my best lessons being around folk, being in the space where they're at, learning the language, learning the lingo, and making those net, networking. And the third thing is I kind of mentioned it, networking is important. It is still very true. It is not what you know, it is who you know. And I know it sounds unfair. You got to have the knowledge, but you got to know folk who are in ability to open the door for you. I hire folk all the time, and my team will tell you, I've never always necessarily hired the most educated person. Quite frankly, I just never, because all the most educated person are the most talented person. Uh, the most educated person is not the person that has the best, the most capacity. And so if you do those three things, you know, in that order, you will find success where you want to find success. It's out there. Are you willing to make that sacrifice even if it's a short term? Awesome. And if you do those things, people, then you could truly expect to win. You know, that's the whole title that's of the right. podcast. You will win. Um, you will expect to win when you put yourself first and you put yourself in position to receive Let those blessings. Definitely. Um, man, it's been a blessing. And usually I end it with my little nugget. Um, you know, this year, basically, I've been saying you have to be obsessed with your opportunity. Wow. You know, when you when you wow. get one, you know, like you said, when when you put your mindset on, hey, I want to have this job. And then when the opportunity come up with it, you can't pass it off because you wow. it ain't in the city that you want it That's in. Wow. So now you passing over that opportunity. And my brother told me that poor meant passing over opportunities regularly. 
So wow. that's what keeps people in a poor mindset because you keep passing over these opportunities. So then I flipped that and said, listen, when you get an opportunity, you got to be obsessed with it. You you got to be, you know, OCD with making this that's come true. Right there. Um, you, you just got to have a different passion and different workload. So if you're trying to lose weight, it ain't, you know, you're going to have to be obsessed with it. Yes. You know, you're going to have to <laughs> meal prep, you know, because... Hey, I've been there. You know, that yeah. meal prep stuff ain't easy. It ain't easy. It's it, not. It ain't easy. But if you're obsessed with it, then you'll get that beach body that you really want. Um, and when we're talking about careers, there's jobs that are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, from the smallest thing is playing with kid toys and recording it all the way up to running a, a billion-dollar company. I mean, That's you know, right. so and, and all of it could be started from your garage. That's right. You know, from little things, and it just takes an obsession by you to saying, I want to do it. Um, and in that obsession, other people can't bring you down, you know, Absolutely. so it's an it's a internal obsession. So it, it can't be your obsession for me, mm. you know, because I have to do it. And so when, when I have my obsession, then you can't stop me, even though you don't Absolutely. believe in my dream or believe in my job. As long as I'm obsessed with it, uh, then it's going to keep going. You go back to what is that? The Will Smith movie, Pursuit of Happiness. Yes. I mean, he was obsessed with, obsessed with it. with his dream and he made it so it wasn't that nobody else was trying to do it for him he decided to do it for himself but man listen we we had an awesome time here I today um i said i was going to get you back on you know with uh your brother mr dr golden oh yeah and he told me i ain't have enough time to put both of you together because y'all <laughs> so i said man that might be a good one then <laughs> hey, he was, I, I just uh, was texting he was i'm on the road, dirt road back road somewhat now i'm like oh man <laughs> I can't, I can't even. So uh, I'm gonna have to get us on, and and maybe we could do a lighter side and mm-hmm. and talk about some some things that that we used to do and how we learned from all those things, well, which so. made, made us the people who we are now. Yeah. Um, you know. So, but again, man, it was definitely a pleasure to to have pleasure you on, me. man. And I hope that you was able to bless someone. I hope someone was able to hear this and um and find that job that they really want. All right. Anything closing? No, listen, I, you, I'm, I'm still wrapping my head around, uh, you got to be obsessed with opportunities, so I'm still wrapping my head around, you may be in my poop this Sunday, I'm going to give you credit the first time, <laughs> second time, I'm going to say somebody said, third time is mine. It, there it is. So there I think is. you said it all in your final nugget, that says it all. Oh man, I appreciate it. I uh, hope that we've been able to bless you. Expect to win. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Expect to Win podcast. We would love your feedback to help us grow. You can reach out to us at expecttowin365 at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook at win, win, win. It will pull right up. We're also on Twitter. We appreciate your support. If you got us on podcast, go ahead and share us and like us um, and give us a few stars and let us know how we did. Thank you.